Welcome Beacons to the 944 show with your host, LifePath1. Today, we have the one and only V on the line with us. V, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for asking us. Right on. Welcome and thank you so much for your participation. It is greatly appreciated that you take that you took out your time in order to do this. And uh, we're going to jump right into this for you, okay? Um, All right. How did your journey start with I Am? Hmm. Well, I wasn't looking for them like a lot of people were. Um, I sort of ran into them here and there, um, whispers and rumors. I used to go to conspiracy sites. I still kind of do. I have for couple de- decades, I, I like the, <laughs> I like the right. purple jerk that occurs in the fairy community, and, um, you know, they would say some pretty naughty things about them, but I just could never weigh the word, it means illuminated, and it just didn't wash with the rumors, it just seemed like a real weird disconnect there, so I thought, no, you know, that can't be right, and plus, if there was some real monstrous um, community of overlords running the planet, um, it would have long since devoured us and already begun to, to devour itself because that's the nature of it. They're, so I always thought that there just had to be white hats and they probably were called the Illuminati and I kind of just left it at that and then I sort of would run into them, you know, sort of a, 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 a little shout out here and there in different things that I was reading that really had nothing to do with the Illuminati, but there maybe one of the authors was um, loyal or a friend too and maybe dropped a little something in there. So I'm like, okay, I get it. There's 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 definitely some good ones out there. And then literally the last time that happened to me, I was reading, I believe, Jesus and the Goddess Death. And I literally said it out loud. Okay, I get it. You, you guys are out there. Far out, do your thing, thanks, whatever. And next thing you know, um, an ad rolls by on Facebook advertising um, the Illuminati coming out of the closet and I pretty much fell all over myself to get to them because I heard their call and I cannot even describe it better than that. Wow. <laughs> I heard the call. <laughs> yes. Nice. Right right off the bat. right off the bat. Alright. How has your life changed since you've heard the call? Oh man. Well, um, you probably you know, you probably just don't have time for all that. Um, but briefly, uh, I'm a ch- I would say I'm definitely not the same creature uh, that found them, you know, almost six years ago. I just really applied their teachings, their ideals. You know, there were just some things I think I missed from my parents, and I think I can just say that. And I don't necessarily think it's too late to try to tell me, but, you know, I had a lot going on, and I missed some memos and stuff, and there was just some stuff that the way that they said it was already dovetailing with my own ideology and what I sort of had come to my come to myself in my lengthy walk because I'm older and then this additional spice just you know wow oh wow you know okay and off I went and I don't know I've just been so grateful to them everything I do is a freaking love song I'm just really gushy and stupid when it comes to (laughs) what it says about them and me but I'm just like madly crazy about them awesome awesome all right uh do you, have you found um, 
what you think your part is in the universal design yet? I did. I did. I, you know, I thought I found it, then I did, and then I thought it, then I did. So I think if you, you or anybody else has that similar experience, that may be a little bit more on the norm because the indicators are there. Your whole life sort of leads up to it. It's not random, like oh, P.S. You know, um, you know, it's not something obscure. You're you're sort of built and drawn and gifted and skilled that way. It just, um, you know, it it it, it doesn't. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to figure it out, really, you closely in what you've been walking through, really. Okay. Um, what, uh, tell us about any unusual events or coincidences that have happened to you since joining. <laughs> well, um, hmm. You know, I... <laughs> That's a harder one to ask, you know, to answer for me, uh, because I, I feel like my whole life is a little bit weird like that, so I would things wouldn't stick out enough for me to mention or to think to mention. Uh, I just think that I have an awareness overall uh, that has actually caused me to recognize that there are no coincidences and that actually everything is ordered, even if it appears like chaotic strings on a, underneath a tapestry. It just really is. And I, I think I have a better um, trust in that process than ever. Nice. Right on. Right on. Um, being the leader that you are, uh, how are your interactions with other members? <laughs> well, it depends on how they interact with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, next question. Well, I, okay, good. <laughs> I need to clarify that because we could use this as a teaching moment. Sure, go for it. I built an extensive empire with my friends um, pointing into the directions of how to get all the basic information. So if somebody comes at me with a, how do I join or help me join, they're not going to get the same reaction as a seeker who has a very thoughtful question um, based on the fact that you can tell that they actually read the information and they need something a little more off the beaten path. Those true seekers, I will follow over myself to help immediately. I can hear the authenticity in them, but anybody else that comes at me like that, um, you know, they're just going to have to figure it out on their own because there's so much available to them to do so. And that's how I figured it. I mean, I figured it out. Nobody else told me that that information came. I mean, they have the same access I do. So, um, so that's kind of how I qualify it. So they treat me with respect. Of course I do too, you know? Right. Of course. Right. Now, obviously you've read the first Testament. What is your favorite part of that book? Oh, man. What is my favorite part? You know, uh, the part, I, you know, I don't have a favorite. Okay. I really don't have a, a, a thing that sticks out. I, you know, maybe I, I guess maybe I really dug um, hearing about the technology. I did like the confirmation that, um, you know, 
you know, sort of I felt mankind could not really necessarily be left to its own devices. Um, so I really liked the idea that they understood that too and that they, you know, were trying to work in harmony with that. There was just so much of it. It was more off the esoteric stuff. I know a lot of people were turned on by the white room. Right. Um, but I, I sort of picked up more on that, the more random stuff, you know, the deeper, the deeper stuff for long term. Yeah. Nice. That's what I was. That's what I was into, yeah. Because it really just, uh, so much of their ideas just were like, oh my God, I found my people. Like, you know, because I had already thought of some of this. Not all of it, of course, but I feel But I mean, definitely, yeah, I was definitely in some places where like, thank God somebody said that shit out loud. Really. Right Take it on the road. I mean, really. So I'm, I was pretty grateful for them to show, show up on the scene for sure. Nice, nice. Uh, why should all citizens read the First Testament? Well, for the same reason all Christians should read a Bible. For the same reason all people that want to learn a second language should actually read the book that's going to teach it. I mean, you know, it's a no-brainer. If you want to know about an that you say you profess loyalty to, I suggest you read um, what they have to say about the organization itself. It's just, you know, it's good, common, practical sense, period. Right, right. All right, uh, tell us about your experience with the prerequisites. Oh, what do you want to know? Um, not the answers that you gave, but like, how do they make you feel while you were while you were answering them? Well, first of all, I didn't take the prerequisites you did in the portal. Oh, okay, all right. There was a there was a the earliest discoverers when the book first came out were given another set of questions that were um, that you literally had to have the book Illuminatium to actually answer. Period. I'm a smart girl. I could have never um, just won it. I just couldn't have. There's just no way. I did the verbatim thing, actually. I was not even going to try. It was uh, considerably dummied down um, by the time we got to the MP, and I think a lot of that was because they had realized that there were some, maybe some even more rudimentary or fundamental things that maybe had maybe needed to be discovered before you even went into the depths of some of the other stuff. And, and I think that's what happened. So I can't speak to what you had, other than I was fortunate enough to be with another initiate when he took his, so I could find out, but I didn't, I didn't take those. Okay. Uh, what, what would you say to those who have just started this journey? It's a lifestyle. It's an absolute lifestyle. So uh, settle in and relax into it because it's not something you're racing to. You're not racing to rank. It doesn't work like that. The system isn't like that at all. And, um, the, you know, really, you just need to demonstrate that you're a person of a, a particular character, of a different, you know, of a particular integrity level and stuff like that. That's a lifelong who you are. That isn't a make it up, try to pass the test and then unravel into, you know, complete immorality after that. They're looking for a type of human being. And you're either that person or you're not. You either want to become that person or you don't. 
period. There's no middle ground, and it always must be that way. It's not, oh, I do it for 15 minutes, and now I don't have to. Right. right. So those that are here thinking they're going to, you know, work at it for five years, get more money, and then just, you know, do whatever they want. <laughs> they like that. Mm, they're going to be really disappointed. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, it's a, go ahead. It's a lifestyle. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, let's get, let's get personal with you. Okay. Um, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. Okay. Um, without naming the company, what do you do for a living? Um, well, I'm currently, well, I'm currently furloughed from the hospitality industry. Okay. Uh, how big is your family? My family? Yes. They're very, very, it's very tiny and fractured. Okay. And way too female. Okay. (laughs) What kind of person were you in high school? Well, it depends on who you ask. Because if you ask the boys, um, <laughs> I was just slut. <laughs> if you ask my girlfriends, um, I was pretty dynamic, and you know, uh, I you know, it just depends on who you ask, really. Um, so I'm no stranger to rumors. Um, I was not a slut, I assure you. <laughs> okay. Actually, yeah. Oh no, it came from earlier. Um, but um, thank you for the experience of being wrongly accused. It helped shape me. But, um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know how to answer that because, really, I'm very disconnected. That is so many versions of me ago. But I can tell you overall that I was a freelancer. Um, I, um, I had friends that were the most popular kids in the school, and then I hung out with the stoners in the smoking section, too. I literally just hung out with whoever, whenever I wanted to, however I wanted to do it. That would sort of be my my personal, I didn't have, you know, I had a few gr- girls that were happy to hang around me doing that, but um, I didn't, I wasn't a group think kind of gal. Okay, cool. Uh, what do you feel are your character defects? My delivery. <laughs> <laughs> That is my number one issue, and I, you know, whatever you might think of me now, boys and girls, I assure you, it is a greatly um, honed version. So, yes, thank you. I, I, that, that, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can be really blunt um, and, and brutally honest, and I, I need to I learn a little more compassion. I mean, I'm not mean spirited about it, but I'm, I, it's more of learning that. Some people are really tender, and you have to present things in a way that's a little bit more conscious and thoughtful of their sensibilities, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. So uh, there, that's, that's... <laughs> All right. Oh, you're killing me on this interview. <laughs> this is funny. All right. What about your personality? Um, what What about your personality um, do you like? that you consider your assets? Well, you know, I have ball sacks, and I kind of admire that kind of moxie in a person. Okay. So, um, 
I admire that in myself. I, you know, I don't really take no for an answer. It's, it's how I was able to identify the Illuminati for who they are because I don't listen to people's bullshit, sheep herding crap. I mean, you know, I like that about myself. It's made also my life tremendously more difficult than it would have to be. Um, but, you know, it's but sure. So, but I wield it with uh, finesse, I think. Um, so there you go. Right on, right on. What is your life motto or mantra? New data, new decisions. I'm sorry, repeat that? New data, new decisions. Nice. We're in an evolving climate, but life is fluid, and um, universal design is always speaking, and humans are always learning, and new de- data, new decisions. So nice. we must remain as open and fluid as the rest of it, I think. So yes. that's what I try to I've had to give up some real hardcore stuff because of new data. Oh, jeez. <laughs> data will mess you up. That's why they say look for knowledge. Knowledge is always rooted in fact. It's not in the airy-fairy Gaia and, you know, um, aliens and unsubstantiated fairy lore or something bizarre like that. And no offense to anybody that's into that, but I'm just saying a knowledge itself is really rooted in fact or the best working hypothesis or theory going on the planet at the time it's not it's not random imaginary bullshit it just right. isn't so you always want to look for that that's just really good that's what we chase um and that's what you and everybody else that's in a culture with us like that would want to be after it's all different kinds of really good knowledge that would serve you or humanity nice all right cool What's your favorite food? Um, probably, without a doubt, um, candy. No, Asian. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is dark chocolate. Nice. Um, no, I do. I'm, I, I love Asian food. I do. And I do like, love Italian, um, but I actually eat like a bird. So. Oh, wow. wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do you, what kind of music are you into? Well, apparently I've noticed I'm into Crybaby, Indian Boo Who I lost my lover on the train on the way to Austin music because my whole playlist is all a bunch of breakup songs. So it doesn't seem to matter what genre. Right. You're mushy. (laughs) Look at you. Love, I like it. <laughs> nice, nice. I love a good love song, man. I don't think there's anything better than a good love song. So I totally agree with you on that. That's pretty awesome. Um, what do you watch on Netflix? I don't watch. You don't watch Netflix? I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch TV. I don't watch Hulu. Um, I rarely ever will watch a video. Um, I don't know what that is all about. I turned off my TV three years ago and, um, you know, it started just went that way. I, I, I really, I'm so busy and a lot of times I don't like to put other people's stuff in my head, especially if I'm in of creating or building something, which I am right now, and I just, I don't need anybody else's input. It just is a distraction for me. But, you know, anybody else can stay more focused than I can, for sure, you know? Right, I agree. I, I, when I, when you write, when when you wrote, when you write books, okay, um, do you find yourself, like, you have to isolate yourself in order to get down the ideas that you have in your head? Like, you have to drown out all the other sound around you? Oh, yeah, 
I, I don't have to. It automatically drowns, drowns out when it comes time to actually writing. Most everything sort of swirls around in the background like bits and pieces of alphabet soup. And then when it finally comes out, it's just, it just flows. But you probably don't want to be anywhere near that because um, I have to get it out sort of uninterrupted. Right. Um, but I have learned to be a, a little bit more of a, a thoughtful writer, I guess, because I'm alone. But it's hard, I think, um, to be interrupted when you're in the writing mode. But um, you know what I mean? Because yeah. some people don't understand. like writing a song, probably. For musicians, it comes to you. And if you don't, get it out like who knows if you'll get it back for real so um you gotta just sort of slam it out there and you know hopefully you're with somebody that understands that right yeah i gotta mention his name uh justin real quick or blair or blaine i can't remember his name but uh he he's a you know he writes lyrics for songs and i don't see how he can like find not the time but just find like the uh the creativity amongst like the shit that's going on right now in order to, to get that done. Like I I've listened to uh Murphy seed, uh, a couple of songs that he's wrote on it and it's, they're phenomenal. You know, they are just phenomenal. And, uh, and he edited my book and he did a outstanding job on it. And he's an extremely intelligent person and a very creative person as well. And that's why I had to mention him. I had to put him over on this podcast just cause he's cool like that. So he's one of my favorite point of views in this whole outreach she never ceases to see something I don't I love that guy but creativity comes when it comes you know um, Murphy C just did a song for me oh uh, wow yeah it, we released a couple weeks ago it was a love song um, but yeah he's uh, Murphy is so such a prolific writer and he'll work with anybody really that that wants to but there's something um totally got off the topic of the, the form apologize um if you have the choice to pick between uh these three things what would it be ice cream gelato or frozen yogurt ice cream ice cream over top of it yeah okay i'm a gelato person i would take that over everything else that's just my opinion uh but a lot of people say ice cream and that's that's fine uh what's your favorite flavor of ice cream chocolate something with crunchy in it Oh, okay. Something mixed. Nice. Nice. All right. What if, what if they had chocolate Butterfinger? Wouldn't that be awesome? No. No? You're not a fan? That. They may, uh, no, Butterfingers do not taste like they did when I was a kid. They oh, don't I even agree. resemble. Yeah. So, I, no, it wouldn't be awesome. Now, if we walked back about 20 years, it would be heaven on earth because that was my favorite candy bar at one point. But, yeah. Oh, wow. Did you, ever just take, did you ever just take it and smash it into some ice cream? No, but I had them in Blizzard. They did that for a while back, too. Right. I think right. when I was, they did 
blizzards like that. So I've had it like that. All right. Well, now everybody knows your preference in ice cream. Sweet. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the Butterfinger ice cream. Yeah. I like coffee. Yeah, dark chocolate chip is good. Oh. You can find it. Oh, yes, it yeah. is. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's my very, very favorite. It's hard to find. Now, do you uh, do you pray or meditate? Do I what? Pray or meditate? Um. Well, if meditation is clearing my head and praying is talking to God, no, neither. But I do have an active and very dynamic relationship with the universal design. And um, I lament, scream, cry, petition, plead, um, argue, and uh, what name, you know, what have you. Um, you know, so maybe that covers praying and meditating as well. Absolutely. I do list. Yeah. I list. Ew, I do. Yeah, everybody does it their own way, so that works. That works out. Um, if you could imagine the perfect world, what would that look like? It would look a lot like it is now, except for people wouldn't kill each other over stupid shit. Uh, violence and war would be out of the picture, but we would still have spirited debate about how we did stuff and who did it better and which color looked great on it. And, and I'm not talking skin, but I'm talking about the kind of spirited debate that leads to innovation and spurs your, your species on. I don't want utopia on clouds where we're all doing harp harmonics or some shit. No, thank you. Let's do <laughs> and do some stuff. No killing over nothing, period. Nothing. You don't get to do it. It's over. That part's done. You don't get to hurt kids. It's over. That part's done. All the other stuff, it can be there. All the other stuff can be I like debate. I like differences. I like choice. I like all that. I think it's the perfect world with free will. I like free will, but it does have an ugly, ugly underbelly. Right. Speaking of ugly underbellies, let's get into politics and conspiracies. Um, what are your thoughts on the Black Lives Movement? Oh, yikes. <laughs> you know, um, I'm from a state that um, it was illegal to have slaves. Um, I'm from a family that had a white indentured servant when my father was growing up in Chicago. Um, I'm from the mindset um, that I didn't even know people were doing that because I really didn't know much about anything. I was such a naive person. I just don't, I just didn't get that memo. So for me, I just, I'm just not in this narrative for me because I don't, I don't feel that way. I am prejudiced as hell, but I do not believe for a minute my uh, skin tone makes me disappear anyway. My prejudice centers around stupidity and ignorance, but not over people's color or the, the texture of their hair or the car they drive. So I really can't speak to that one. Now, that being said, I really hope that the ones that need to speak to that and restore and heal are able to do so. I hope that environment is created for them and that they're able to heal and move on. I think that's really fundamentally what needs to happen. Uh, forgiveness and healing, um, and, and there you go. Okay, cool. Uh, your thoughts on the Trump administration? <laughs> 
Well, I didn't vote for him because, you know, Trump. <laughs> but because um, I couldn't take him seriously, I was I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Anybody at Hillary, whatever. I just, okay, didn't vote for him. I actually uh, really liked him and liked his, his administration because I found out very early on we have a mutual enemy. And that is anybody that does sex trafficking. And so because of that, I liked him right off the bat. And I gave him a chance, unlike maybe a lot of people. Um, again, mutual enemy thing. Right. I don't care if he said pussy. That's pretty much high school since you asked about that. And um, people talk like that. It's that era. He, you know, I don't care about that. I don't care if your hair is born. I don't care if you're articulate. I care about if you love the country, you do what you say you do, you follow through on your word, and you'll live an honest, authentic life in front of the American people. That's what I care about. He's the first president in my lifetime that I've seen close to even trying that. That boggles the mind because it's very not what politics has been in my personal experience. They make promises and nobody follows through. Right. I, I totally understand. So if you follow through, even if I don't like what you promised, you got my attention. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Oh, yeah. And I find something likable about any administration because that's who I am. Because it's a long eight years, because usually they get eight if you don't. So I try to find a way to live with the um, with the selection of the people because the people have spoken and it is our um, that's how our republic works. Okay. Uh, tell us about your thoughts on COVID nineteen. Oh man. You know, it, it evolved. I, you know, I just, I just think it's been very interesting to watch the reaction to COVID nineteen more than anything. To me, that's been more telling. Um, you know, I, I just really, I, I got to tell you, when when everybody herded towards the toilet paper, I got very concerned about our species at that. Point. Oh, yeah, um, me too. I just. I really did. I really thought, okay, you guys, you've been primed for crazy, and you're flocked and ready, fleeced and ready to go. And I, you know, we just need to respect where they're at. And so, um, and I'm sure every leader on the planet has taken a mental note, whether it was intentional or not. There's a lot that can be learned uh, for for this for world leaders, people that think in terms of long-term strategy and world leading. Now, that being said. Um, I don't trust China personally. This is the third damn time something's come out of there. We know for a fact that we have a deep state embedded with China. I, you know, they're starting to say that maybe the Obama administration has some ties to this and stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a freaking mess. It doesn't really matter um, so much how it started in terms of how we deal with it. But we do need to um, isolate the source in the reality of it so we can hold somebody accountable because I just don't think that that should be okay on any level. Period. Whether you did it intentionally or not, it came out of your country. It's the third virus that has, and now you're financially culpable. Period. Nice. Because you've caused all these economies to go south and businesses all across the world to go belly up because of your inability to keep your virus in your jar or whatever if we can believe it was an accident, um, you're still culpable. We're on this planet. Are we not culpable? If you or I released the virus, personally by accident, I'm pretty sure we face jail time in America for that. So I'm pretty sure we need to hold China accountable. Right. That's my 
I agree. Um, explain to everybody what the deep state is. The deep state is sort of a generic term for human beings that are enemy combatants of other human beings. In other words, their behaviors and lifestyles are such that they're predatory and parasitic on our species. And in that, I mean, these people, um, they, they run drugs, they run weapons, they sell out pieces of our republic to the highest bidder because, you know, they don't care. Um, they are into sex trafficking themselves, and, and they're pedophiles, and they're the most diabolical human behavior you can possibly ever imagine, and it's organized, and it's a tale as old as time, and it's, a, it's a sort of the head of the dragon that pops up from time to time. From what I can tell by looking at history, and it just, you know, we just haven't got it yet. We just can't seem to get the fact that just because somebody smiles and looks pretty, that they're not doing something really, really diabolical at home to their children or to your children. And until we can really face who we are and what lies within us, we are destined to repeat this cycle. And it's my personal fucking opinion that we don't. So I am trying my best to help humanity avoid that. So we're going to go around this band one more time, and we're going to look at all this, of what we've become, what's inside, and what we need to see is the real face of evil so we can eradicate it. Awesome. Outstanding. Well, we're going to end this on a good note here with a couple things. Uh, tell us about your best memory. Tell us about your the memory that makes you the happiest. You know, my probably my my best memory is um, is you know when um, the Illuminati before the portal opened, um, they had said that they had a verified profile for me waiting for me in there, and um, I knew something interesting was happening. I was really excited, and that sort of led to the finding out about that was the biggest thing for me because for me this this is it. So any achievements around this. That's where I get. That's where I get my most happy. All right, right on. Uh, give a final statement to all the initiates listening today. If I could, what? Uh, just give us a final statement to all the initiates that are listening to you today. Like, what do you think they all want to hear? Well, you know, they all want to know if if they're going to be accepted into the Illuminati, if they're going to rank and and, and what that means and what they get if they do. And um, the reality of it is, is I think ideally the Illuminati would probably take as many um, men and women of character that they could get their hands on because unfortunately they're few and far between. So um, you have a lot of control over whether or not you would be accepted because you actually have to become Illuminati before they recognize you as such. So get on it. You don't wait for them. You become it. They'll come calling. Right on. All right, V. Uh, that's everything I got for you. Uh, thank you for the interview. I really appreciate it. Um, My pleasure. 
that was on that was outstanding. That was really awesome. I'm glad you were the first person I got to interview for iMark. That works out really well. Um, I don't like. I never remember what I say, so I'll, you know, I'll be fascinated by it myself in two weeks when I hear it. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, I just want to thank everybody who listened, and my my sign off is: be the light that shines through all the darkness. Be all love. Thank you, everybody, for listening. V, thank you very much for your participation. Hold on to the line, and I'll stop the recording. Thank you for having me.